uh, uh, two weeks ago, I used it all weekend for blowing bubbles. And it uh, hasn't tasted just right since. I mean, you know, this is fine Latakia tobacco, but mixed with ivory snow, it gives a curious, uh, you, uh, I tell you. <laughs> Get up there, please. Uh, there, there you go. I'm going to warn you, for those of you who out there who need warnings, the following program is not for people of good taste. I will offend you in many very important areas. And uh, also, uh, I'm also going to warn you that I'm feeling particularly manic tonight. Manic. That's closely associated with the word maniac which is a person of excessive manic tendencies. He becomes a maniac or a maniac. Bring it up. That's what that's He's just going to learn a hell of a lot listening to this show, I'll tell you. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, uh, the other night we uh, we brought up the subject of, uh, of the, uh, you know, the fetish quality of the, uh, of the machines that we have in our lives, you know, the computers and all that stuff, how there is a kind of religious belief growing in the computer. Very, very religious. Uh, but you can have some very eerie experiences with these machines. And uh, personally, I kind of dig them. I like to mess around with knobs and see meters go. I, I, I like that, uh, especially if the meters have got green lights behind them. That's great. Uh, and if there's, uh, yeah, if there's, uh, if there's mysterious uh, uh, little red bulbs on the front of the panel that say overload, our warning indicator. I dig that. I, I like that kind of stuff. I, in fact, uh, I think that uh, that the car manufacturers are missing a bet in that department. I think the average walking around person likes mysterious lights to go off and on, and uh, all kinds of gauges that say uh, uh, overload warning indicator. The things like manifold pressure gauge overload uh, attenuator. Uh, you know, mysterious things, which mean nothing at all, of course. I mean, they, but they, they go off and on, and they light, and they hum. Once in a while, a warning buzzer goes off. Oh, 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 oh. And then you have to throw a switch, see, which cuts off the warning buzzer. It, uh, <laughs> and it's <laughs> and this is the, it would really give a lot of uh, fun to people who don't have much fun in their life. Now, do you remember a couple of years ago, one of the car companies, I think it was Ford, came out with a, uh, with a, they, they tried to parallel their car, if you remember the ads, they tried to parallel their car with the cockpit of a 747. You remember that? It shows somehow the idea of airline pilots always getting into their cars and driving away, and they had, they had a, a checklist that when you'd get in, you'd, clo- you'd close your door, and a checklist would go on, you know, like uh, uh, shut kids up. Uh, let's say uh, <laughs> a check trunk, uh, see if closed, uh, and all these things. You'd press the checklist, and uh, I, I just thought they really missed the point. Though they should have, they should have uh, uh, mysterious uh, knobs sticking out of the top of the car that say uh, uh, degree of flap. Uh, you should have flap adjusters uh, between the seats. You ought to have. Uh, <laughs> you ought to have. Uh, Trim adjuster, you know, wheel where you adjust the trim, uh, various things like that. I think that this would give uh, the average walking around the uh, yeehaw, the average dildock, uh, more of a 
feeling that he is really part of the action world. You know, it's the action world. It's very important. Uh, however, that's uh, that's what some of these machines do. I, I, I don't think they have much in the way of, uh, of a real function. It's the fact that the, there is something to work that's important. Uh, the hi-fi people discovered this years and years ago. But the average hi-fi buyer today buys maybe, or if he pays $500 for his hi-fi, he pays at least $350 for useless knobs. Uh, yes, uh, you know, curve uh, a stylus uh, filter attenuator, and you move it up and down. Not a damn thing happens, you know, you don't hear it. But a little green light goes off and on as you do it. Now, that's expensive to put in there, that green light that goes off and on. And, of course, what you got really basically is a 10-watt is a amplifier. <laughs> but uh, that, that makes a lot of guys happy. I have a friend who loves that kind of stuff. He's got meters on his meters, you know. He never reads them, but they flicker a lot. He loves that. He never plays music through it either, but it's just kind of great to see it sitting over in the corner, you know. It could, could be turned on if he wanted it, but uh, it's all part of the game. Uh, but the other night, I had an exciting moment. How long has it been since you've been in a hotel recently? Now, most people stay in motels, which is not the, quite the same. I'm talking about a hotel. Well, I was in a hotel uh, the other night, and uh, the town is Philadelphia. In case you could, they still have old-fashioned things like that, like City Hall is right in the middle of town, you know, with a statue on the top of it, and people throw stuff at it. And uh, they have a park there. It's a curiously old-fashioned town. You know, they've got uh, a losing ball club. All the things that go with the, with the, with the good old days, you know, they, they've got them there. And uh, so <laughs> I, I, I'm in this hotel, right? Well, in the hotel, there was a machine in my room. And, uh, you know, that some hotels now, you can, if you're over 21 and you have a credit card, you can put your credit card in the machine and you can see a pointy movie. That's a fact. Uh, did you know that, Jerry? You didn't know it until you just heard it here today. It's the truth. Well, uh, they don't call it that. They uh, they they call it an adult movie. That's a synonym for adult. And actually, the more adult you are, the less you find those interesting. Anyway, I go into this place. See, here's this machine sitting in the corner. Well, you know, I'm a sucker for a machine. And uh, when you come to this uh, come to this type of hotel with this type of machine, they give you a key to your room, right? You know, everybody, you know, you get this key. See, it's got a big uh, plastic thing on it that's got the name of the hotel. And it says, uh, uh, if lost, drop in any mailbox. Have you ever dropped one in a mailbox? You never have? Well, I have. I do, yeah, yeah, I do. Because uh, periodically, uh, uh, I just clean out all my suitcases out of all of those keys I've got, and I just dump them en masse into the mailbox. You don't do that. You just keep them? Well, what do you do with them? You mean you give them back at the desk when you leave? Boy, you're a law-abiding citizen. I'll tell you that. Uh, the world is full of cuckoo birds, I'll tell you. But uh, <laughs> it is. So uh, nevertheless, I, I, you know, I check into this hotel. They give you this key, and attached to the key is another little key. A little key. It's a little one. And uh, it's a little... Good stuff. And I, at the first, I didn't uh, pay much attention. I just went up to the hotel room, and, and uh, I opened the door, and I go in. And, and uh, it's a regular hotel room, except that it's got this machine in the corner 
that looks, uh, it's covered with uh, walnut vinyl. It doesn't look like a slot machine. It looks kind of a, like an elegant ice machine of some kind, see? And it's got a top on it. And so you open the top, and there inside the machine uh, is a console, big console there. And it's got little lights that light up. And uh, all the various goodies that this machine dispenses are shown in colored slides on the top of it, like a cheese sandwich, a martini. Yeah, it gives out martinis, a little canned martini. It says, uh, uh, you know, stuff like uh, whiskey sour. And uh, for those people who are really uh, in a sad way, I've, uh, you know, I've discovered that many things are invented for people who don't basically like the thing that, uh, that they're buying. For example, a Harvey Wallbanger is a drink invented especially for people who don't like drinking. <laughs> it's, a, it's very, you know, my kin, if you've ever had a Harvey Wallbanger, it's closely akin, when you have one of them, to a cheap uh, diet orange soda that you get in a supermarket. It's a curious taste, certainly not a taste that one uh, would go back twice for, but uh, nevertheless, uh, there are certain ladies who like that kind of stuff, and they probably like, uh, you know, uh, a diet, uh, whiskey sours, and various curious things. So anyway, here are all these, all these things all, all laid out there for me, see? Well, they were done in a very uh, alluring fashion. As you open the thing, the light comes on, and you see all these great-looking things. Uh, you could get a... You can get a hot cheeseburger, it says. Uh, this thing uh, cooks it by radar. Uh, you can get uh, all kinds of exotica, too. There are strange things like, uh, for example, uh, uh, liver canapé is uh, served there. Or either hot or cold. You press the little button, it says hot or cold. And, you know, it's kind of great. And underneath it, it says the price of each thing, like uh, 75 cents, uh, like for a martini, dollar and a half. And then on the side of it, it's the instructions on how you get this stuff. It says insert the key which was issued to you with your with your uh, uh, key to the room, insert the key, and it says simply then press the button under the desired item, and it will be automatically uh, credited to your account. It's all wired up, see. So the minute you go, you know, you hit the thing that says uh, Martini, see, and blah, it goes, and uh, it says wait five seconds. The machine has to think about it. Uh, it doesn't just automatically give it out, not when it's handing out the, you know, strong booze. So you press the button, you wait five seconds, and out comes the drink, right? That's what the theory says. And it's automatically put down there on your, your uh, credit card or whatever it is, your bill downstairs. So I came, I looked at the machine, it's two in the morning, and it's called something like, uh, Instant Bellboy. It's got a great name like that, see? So... I look this thing over, and there it is, 2 o'clock in the morning, and it looks so alluring, and, uh, you know, it, it makes you want to buy stuff you wouldn't ordinarily want to buy. Now, that's part of the whole uh, uh, impulse buying technique, that it, it convinces you sh you should have something, one, that you shouldn't have, obviously. You shouldn't be sitting there on swilling martinis at 2 in the morning. <laughs> two, it convinces you that not only should you have it, but it's easy to get. I mean, just an impulse. Go ahead. It says, come on, what the hell? You can't take it with you for crying out loud. Uh, in fact, I, I'm, I'm waiting for a machine to have a tape that says that to you. When you open the top, it says, uh, oh, God, isn't, uh, doesn't it feel great to get in a room at this hour of the morning? And you say, yeah, yeah, it sure does. 
Oh, man, what a drag. Driving 700 miles on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I'll bet your back is really killing you. It's great. You know, you'll be able to stretch out and lie there and rest a little bit. Isn't it great? How about a drinky poo? Huh? What the hell? I mean, you know, nobody knows you're going to have one. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. There's nobody around. How about a little drinky poo? Huh? Maybe two or three. Huh? What the hell? You're not driving. You're not going to get up till tomorrow morning. Come on. Come on, for heaven's sakes. Uh, uh, then the sound of ice cubes come on. See? <laughs> yeah. All right. Then the voice is saying, you know, as long as you're having a little drinky poo, look, uh, you know, it's, uh, you're liable to get up early in the morning and the coffee shop's going to be crowded down there, you know, and they're all going to be eating those uh, day-old biscuits and stuff down there, the, the old uh, donuts and the bad coffee. Why don't you have a little cheeseburger? I got one right here, and I'll heat it up for you, and that cheese will melt down, and then shun comes the sound of a grill sizzling, see? Well, I'm waiting for them to go into that. that it, it would really work, see? <laughs> so, anyway, this machine is doing that to me, see? It's uh, in its own little way. It's got these uh, Kodachrome slides, and they're, they're doing everything except moving. You know, that's, that's the next step. So, I said, I wonder how it works. That's what gets you right away, see? So, I stick the key into the machine, and now I'm looking over the stuff. Once the key is in the machine, it's kind of half committed there. See, I haven't pressed the button, but the key is in there. See, well, the urge to press a button is almost irresistible. Do you agree? I mean, if, if especially if it lights up. See, the minute that I stuck the key in there, all the buttons lit up. They all lit up. And they were in sort of a green, iridescent color. Gee, it was, you know, really exciting. And the buttons were waiting to be pushed. Just waiting. And they said all kinds of things like, with ice, without ice. One button said, with lemon, without lemon. Another button said, with olive. <laughs> now, I had no desire for a martini. Uh, the, you know, it said things like, uh, with, with relish, without relish. Now, you know, that's a sophisticated machine. It, it, it does all these great things. So I put, I put the key in again. You know, I stood there and looked. Two in the morning. I, you know, it's kind of kind of uh, dreary in the hotel room there. Yeah, I felt, uh, every time I go in a hotel room, not a motel, but a hotel room, I feel like Willie Loman. You know, I, 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 you know I, 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 I expect to see my battered suitcase. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I... Uh, I'm, I'm, there I am in the hotel room, see, so I plug this thing in, and uh, I wait, and it makes a humming sound the minute you stick the key in. Now, I don't know whether that was uh, uh, functional or not. I, it might have been just, uh, you know, dressing on a cake to make it uh, exciting. turns on a buzzer in the back, so it makes you think it's turned on. So I plug it in, go, all the lights are green, and they're lighting up, see, and the thing is so pregnant with promise. I mean, it's so rich and full, and it has a big glass panel at the bottom where all the goodies come out. It says, wait three seconds after the goodie arrives down there, and uh, apparently uh, this is just to whet your appetite. I don't know why it's supposed to wait three seconds, but uh, either that or you, you don't want to get hit by a flying martini flying out there. See, it says, wait three seconds. I had all these instructions on it. So I, I says, well, what the hell, you know? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. You can't take it with you, Shepard. See, uh, you know, why don't we 
So I looked over the thing and I said, well, this is no way, you know, martini is a, 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 a drink that should be drunk before dinner. You don't have a martini. See, so I'm looking around. They had, uh, they had all kinds of liquors. For example, it said they, you could have, uh, like, uh, J&B on the rocks or J&B neat. Well, that's interesting. And it said, uh, Jim Beam bourbon. Beam's choice on the rocks. Or neat. Hmm. It's just dry sack sherry. You know, if you want to be a little elegant there, you have a young lady up in your room there, and you want to discuss some important uh, transaction over sherry, that's kind of elegant. So it's just a, it's just a dry sack sherry. Hmm. Now that's the kind of stuff it had on it. You know, it's very hard to ignore this. Cheeseburgers, it had a uh, club sandwich. And you can have it either hot or cold, with or without mayonnaise. Hmm. At the very interesting stuff. For example, it had a fried, it had a broiled fish sandwich. I have never seen a machine that gave you a broiled fish sandwich. Have you? No. And it says you can have it with or without relish. So I look at the machine up and down. It had about 50 different selections. Tremendous. How it could be all encased in that one little box was in itself a masterpiece of miniaturization. Probably had their little miniature sandwiches in there, too, you know. So uh, there's my key sticking out of the thing there. So I just uh, reach over and I said, what the hell? All right, Donald, I'll, I'll uh, start out. Why not go all out? So the most expensive item that they had Believe it or not, they had on there, it said, uh, spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> That's right. It says, with or without tomato sauce. Well, so I says, well, I'll go all out. So I hit the button that says tomato sauce, and it says, you must, you must make your selections of what kind of dressings you wanted before you press the master button. So I press uh, tomato sauce, and I press... Um, Parmesan cheese. Now I'm ready to hit the master button. This little baby costs $2.25, I might add, the dish. So the master button was green and it was glowing. So I reach over and I touch it, see, and it goes, that's it. <laughs> and it went, three seconds, and I was all excited by this time, see, and I opened up the the glass uh, door at the bottom there, nothing. So I figured I didn't wait long enough, so I pushed the glass door down again, I figured there was an overload relay in there, something, you know, or a cutout relay, something. Machine is humming away, nothing. So I figured maybe I better hit the button again, you know. So I reach up and I touch the button. So I wait three seconds. So I take out my Omega timer there and I press the button. Three seconds, four seconds. I'll wait five seconds. What I have? Five seconds, six seconds. I'll wait good seven seconds. I open up the glass door. Nothing. Well, what the heck, you know? So I hit the machine. I just hit it, see? 
I, I banged the machine. And it goes, dum, 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 dum. I waited five seconds, nothing. Well, now, I am not one to give up easily. Are you? Not one confronted with a machine with buttons on. No way. So I said, well, I didn't get a, uh, you know, meatball, so <laughs> I figured, well, let's go to the other end of the scale. I'll try, uh, how about a little Jim Beam, huh, on the rocks? We'll try that. That was a buck and a half. So I pressed the button that says, uh, on the rocks, and it went, boom, made a little click. And then I put my finger on the green button and says, I'm going to press it very carefully. Maybe I didn't press it right. You know, sometimes you feel like you must have pressed the side or something. Put my thumb right on the middle of it, and I press down, it goes, just like that. I wait the required three seconds, open up the glass door at the bottom. Nothing. What the hell? So I then <laughs> reach over and I press that button again, and it goes, <laughs> makes a little thunk. Thunk, 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 thunk. Ka-dunk. 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 Makes these great noises. Up comes the glass door. Nothing. Well, I figured I keep, you know, I keep ordering stuff that's out. So I said, uh, let's get something that I know can't conceivably be out. No way. How about a, uh, a magic magnetic puzzle game, which was over on the side under a category of things called for the kiddies. I said, now I know they're not going to sell a lot of magic magnetic puzzle games. You know, the one with the little Scotty and the little black dog. <laughs> so I press that button, and it goes, dum, 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 I open up the door, nothing. So I said, oh, well, what the heck, you know. And, you know, so I tried it once more. I hit the button under the doggies, the magnetic magic puzzle game again. And I said, the hell with that, see. So I turned on the television set, and uh, curiously enough, for a hotel that has such a sophisticated machine in it, it had an ancient black-and-white TV set that was made by Madman Muntz. Now, for those of you who are really into the trivia game, uh, it, there is no more bit of trivia than to mention the fact that at the early days of television, a television set was widely publicized and sold on the radio. They used to sell them on the radio. Uh, and it was made by a used car dealer from Los Angeles called Madman Muntz. Correct? You ever hear of that, Jerry? Well, if you ever see a TV set marked Muntz, M-U-N-T-Z, you've got a real piece of trivia right there. That's a bit of collector collectoriana, you know, along with roll-top desks and things. So here is this crummy-looking black-and-white TV set that really, honestly, uh, could have brought a nice, tidy figure on a collector's market already. It's, it's Because, it, first of all, it had a had an early Chinese modern plastic case on it. I never haven't seen that type in a long time with sliding doors. And it was as black-as-white as you can get. 
And, uh, you know, so I turn it on. There's nothing but snow, you know. Uh, and that, that was a reminder of the good old days in television when the, when the only picture you saw was a lot of snow with a hazy black and white image that was tall and skinny. So I, I'm, I'm watching this. <laughs> this uh, and by the way, the, the, the film was, by the way, uh, right out of that trivia period. Uh, the film was, uh, was part of a Charlie Chan festival. Charlie Chan was still operating on that old television set. I expected to see Milton Berle come on, you know. Do, and what was the name of that guy that did the Storm Door commercials? Remember, screen, uh, used to do Storm Door commercials between reels of film? And he, he used to say things, and if you're in New Jersey, call this number. And if you're among the first 20 who call, you'll get this beautiful plastic meat cleaver with this, uh, you know, pistol grip. You said, remember those great things? So I'm watching this thing, see, and... Uh, Little did I realize uh, what was awaiting me. Uh, that's uh, you got to understand, friends. When you're in the grip of the machine world, a lot of things do not come to pass until long after you're fit to fight them. And uh, <laughs> so I finally said, "Well, hell, I've had enough of this movie." And uh, I said, "Well, I might as well uh, give up the ghost for tonight." So the next morning, bright and early, I go. I go bopping down the steps, and uh, I'm all ready to go. I've got my bag in my hand. I've got an appointment in about 14 seconds. i got to get the hell out of there, so I go trotting up to the desk for the, for the, for the bill. See, I hand this guy my key. I says, well, I might as well, uh, might as well sign up. And he hands me this fantastic bill. I says, what do you mean? I thought, yeah, what, what are you talking about? And he says, well, here, it's all itemized. And I see on the bill, it says uh, three spaghetti and meatball dinners. I had uh, two, no, three Jim Beams. I had two Magic Puzzle Games all listed down there. <laughs> I says, I didn't get them. Hey, he looks at me. He says, I'm sorry. He says, it's right there. You ordered them. You got them last night out of the, uh, out of the machine. I said, but, 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 but they weren't in the machine. He says, Ernie. Ernie, here's another one. And Ernie comes out. He's six feet, seven inches tall. And uh, Ernie, Ernie puts his hand on my shoulder and says, uh, you having a little trouble here? You know, Ernie comes from around behind me, see? He says, you having a little trouble here? A little problems here? Well, I look up at Ernie, see? And Ernie's standing here. He looks like a linebacker for the Colts, see? Ernie's standing there. He says, well, what seems to be the trouble? And I said, well, uh, I'm not having any trouble. You're having trouble with your machine. <laughs> Hi, George. Look, uh, three spaghetti and meatball dinners with Parmesan cheese. That's two twenty-five each. You got me down for six seventy-five for meatball dinners last night. You got me for three Jim Beams. Let's see, that's uh, four dollars and uh, seventy-five cents for Jim Beam with uh, ice. It says down there, ten cents extra for ice. Uh, you've got me down here for three uh, magic puzzle games. I didn't get any of them things. Well, you pressed the button, didn't you, fella? Press. Well, yeah, I pressed. He's. Uh, Get get out the file, will you? See if we got this guy on the file. You know, they're getting out the bad credit file, you know. They, they want it for police file and all that kind of stuff, passing bad checks. So at that point, he says, well, he says, you know, it's all on your credit card anyway, so it don't matter. You know, there's, there is that belief extent in the land that it's all on your credit card, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> You've seen that one you pulled on you. So what the hell, it's on your credit card, it doesn't matter. I said, but I, I, I didn't get the stuff. He says, the machine does not make a mistake. Did it come on and say all out? Did it come on and say empty? I said, no, it didn't do anything. It made a buzzing sound. It went dunk, dunk, dunk. He said, oh, 
That meant it was registering. He says, you know, it doesn't only register down here. It registers with the National Credit Bureau. It registers with the U.S. government, the FBI, the CIA. It's also registered in all the European capitals where you may be traveling. So you better take care of this fellow. I said, you mean, uh, in spite of the fact that I didn't get any of this stuff, I better pay it? He said, well, it's up to you. <laughs> That's not my credit rating, fella. I like it when they call you fella. Not my credit rating, fella. He said, uh, of course, if you if you uh, want to wish to uh, to uh, register a complaint, uh, hey, Ernie, bring out one of them uh, forms. He brings out a form that's at least 17 pages long, involves notarization. You must uh, you must supply a copy of your birth certificate in triplicate, and uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, it must be done by a qualified accountant with a CPA seal. And uh, obviously, there's no way for me to fill in this application. You know, I, I've got seven minutes now. I can see the time clicking by. So I hand on my credit card, and, you know, they all look at me like, oh, boy, you sure get the cuckoo birds here. You know, he goes, thunk, 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 thunk. Are you sure this is your credit card? Let me see your ID. So I said, what do you mean, ID? What do you want? He says, here, uh, give me give me your give me your uh, driver's license. So I went by, and I thought to myself, oh, my God, what if I didn't have a driver's license? So I give him my driver's license. He says, J-E-A, Gene, that's a girl's name. Are you sure that's you? Oh, God, yes, that is me. You want to make anything about it, Ernie? Ernie, what a silly name that is, Ernie. You know, in Yugoslavia, that's a girl's name, Ernie? That's short for Ernestine. Ha, ha, ha. Well, at that point, you know, I could see negotiations are badly deteriorating. And uh, so another guy comes out, and he says, what, are you having another problem out here? He says, you know, that machine does not make mistakes. That's a computer. Computer. Oh, I said, okay, yeah, well, in that case, fine. I'd be glad to say. I didn't know it was a computer. I just thought it was a slot machine. You know, I, I, uh, I've been taken by slot machines for years. I wish I had every nickel that I, of every dime and every quarter I put in a machine that just swallowed it up and didn't even so much as say thanks. <laughs> we got about nine of them on this floor up here. You know, in fact, we've got one on this floor up here that whenever it's empty... It not only keeps the corner, but a little door opens on the side, and a boxing glove comes out and hits you under the left eye, you know. Just bam, you know, it smacks you in the eye. <laughs> yeah, I saw one that has a foot that comes out and trips you when you walk by, you know. So, nevertheless, uh, I, 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 you know, I had to concede that I was wrong, you know. I said, uh, yeah, well, I, I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I didn't know it was a computer. I'm very sorry. Why didn't you bring that up right in the first place? You just kept calling up the machine. I figured he was... I figured it was a slot machine, you know. I know, I admit, I must be wrong. Somewhere back of that machine, all my meatballs and all that stuff are still there, you know. I probably didn't work it right. <laughs> yeah, that's right, fella. Okay. Uh, you know, don't... Uh, he says, what's that bulge in your bag there? You know, I, and I said, well, that's, I, I keep my tennis shoes in my bag there. Oh, I thought you may steal them the ashtrays again. I said, no, I don't want any ashtray from your joint. And so I, you know, I made a break for the door, and I got out in the rain there trying to get a cab. By the way, their doorman, there's a button that goes off, you know, when, when a real bad apple is ejected from a hotel like that. They just step on a button, see, and a green light goes on next to the doorman that says, don't get a cab for this still dock. In fact, wave the cabs away. You see, they put up a little flag that says, don't stop for this clod. 
so uh, I'm standing out in the rain, little realizing that flag flying over me says, look out, bad number, see? <laughs> so uh, I, I just, uh, <laughs> just want to tell you, friends, uh, that the machine world is uh, very exotic. Uh, uh, and uh, you, you've never run into that machine? You have seen that one. Have you got something out of it? You did, huh? Well, I, of course, I was the, they, 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 they saw me coming. I was in the sucker room. And, uh, you know, they're, 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 <laughs> I, I got nothing out of that machine. Now, I've, it has been my experience that the machines around the country, i say possibly one of, the, one of the excitements of those machines is the uncertainty of it, the actual feeling that uh, you want when uh, the cigar comes out. You know, <laughs> I mean, you do. It's an excitement. Now, you're paying twice as much for that damn cigar as you would any other place. But the fact that it came out of a machine gives you a big feeling that it's somehow free and that you won. Uh, it's a big excitement. And uh, I would say probably those machines, I don't know what the actual uh, Las Vegas uh, uh, odds are on that, but what would you guess the odds are that you get something out of a slot machine? I'm talking about the, a dispenser machine. What would you guess the odds are? No, I mean, judging from your own experience with machines that you put the uh, quarters, nickels, dimes, various coins in, what the percentage of uh, duds you draw would be to the percentage of hits? You'd say one-to-one. -one. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty close. Now, you've been lucky. You, you probably... Obviously, uh, going to higher-class places, you don't frequent the uh, subway platforms as much as Jerry and I do, which, uh, which is ridiculous. Uh, anybody who puts money into a machine in the subway asks for what he gets. That's <laughs> Shepard's rule of thumb, you know. <laughs> it's level to be something you didn't expect coming out of that machine, too. Uh, but <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember one time on a machine, I, I, I shouldn't bring up this type of... Uh, this type of, uh, yeah, it's late, you know. I'm not going to spoil your breakfast for you, but I remember one time putting putting a dime in a machine on a subway. You know, you do it sometimes just because you got nothing else to do. And I put a dime in for something, and it was uptown, one of the subway platforms, and I hit the machine, nothing come out, see, and I, and I, I rattled the thing again twice, and all of a sudden, out of the slot, where the stuff was supposed to come, a mouse came running. <laughs> a mouse ran out. <laughs> Down the side of the machine he went. Now, by rights, that was my mouse. I mean, he came out of the slot. I put my dime in it. Uh, you know, but I, he was too quick for me. He, uh, <laughs> his footwork was really good. And so I just wonder whether that was put in there by... Uh, whether he lived in the machine, I don't know. That, uh, that theory hit me right away. Then again, that theory was uh, rejected because he must get a lot of rattling and banging in there. Uh, and it hit me right away that he may be just another customer. Uh, that got me. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. But uh, so you can get all kinds of things. Like the time my kid brother, now I've had a long experience with the exciting machines. Uh, my kid brother one time, when we were... Uh, we used to go to this department store. See, there's a big, you know, you know, our kids on a Saturday afternoon they go down, go downtown, you know, and hang around Macy's and walk around. It's really exciting. See, well, the, we had this big department store, 
And it was about nine stories. Big baby, you know, like like Gimbel's or Macy's. You know, the, had escalators. We used to ride the escalators for half an hour, upwards, sideways, back and forth. Ride the elevator, you know, the whole bit. So uh, down on the ground floor, next to one of the side exits, they had a thing called, euphemistically, the canteen. Now, that was a, it was just a, an alcove in the door there with about 19 uh, slot machines set in there, you know, that, that gave out things like candy bars and all that kind of jazz, see? So uh, my kid brother, who was uh, very small at the time, being roughly seven, and uh, he had a wrist about roughly the uh, diameter of your average uh, bird's leg, uh, <laughs> so he, he, he's, he's, yeah, I'm standing there by the doorway, and Randy goes up to this machine. So he says, wait a minute, he says, he, wait just a minute, see. And he walks up to this candy machine. This was one of the terrible moments in my life. It, it just, the, the repercussions were, you know, it's a nasty scene, actually, ensued. And uh, I've, uh, every time I've seen one of these machines now, I back away a little bit. Uh, once you're burned, uh, you, you tend to be... You know, curiously enough, though, once you're burned, you tend to also be drawn to it. Have you noticed how many guys, uh, after they've gotten rid of an unbelievably shrewish wife, after nine years of divorce proceedings and uh, innumerable lacerations and fantastic uh, alimony problems, will wind up, within three days, marrying one that's even worse? Have you noticed that? Well... <laughs> I've seen this time and again. So, the, you know the old theory that once burned, uh, twice, uh, what is it? Once burned, twice uh, uh, something, uh, just doesn't hold. I, I, I just think that once a guy's burned, he's drawn back to that thing even more than ever. That being burned lures you. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, my, my kid brother is standing next to this machine. And... Uh, He's standing next to this. It's the one on that side. Now, get, get ready for it in there, okay? So he's standing next to the machine. I'll tell you when. He's standing next to the machine. Now, there's a crowd of people in there. It's Saturday, right? Randy looks around, and the, the, nobody's looking in that direction. There's no floor walkers around. He sticks his hand in the, you know, the slot on the bottom where, where the candy bars come out, all the way up to the elbow and up into the machine. And it just seemed like his hand was in there like about, oh, a tenth of a second. He just hit something in there and pow, pow. Nope. Down it comes. Just like that. Zap. I want to tell you at least 75 Butterfinger candy bars came out of the machine and just kept coming out. He just emptied the whole damn slot just right out. And they came pouring out and all over the floor. And now he's knee-deep in Butterfingers and cannot get his hand out of the slot. It is caught in there. Oh, God. Talk about being caught red-handed. He got caught with a chocolate all over his thumb, everything. And he tries to get his hand out. The candy bars are pouring out. Every last candy bar. Did you know that there's some kind of a thing you can hit? And he didn't know about that. He just stuck his hand up there. And it, it worked. Uh, and he's got Butterfinger. You know, these Butterfinger bars, are very, this is a very gaudy candy bar for starters. You cannot hide 75 Butterfingers that are all up around your ankles, all over the floor. And a floor walker comes over, the guy with a flower and a buttonhole, he comes over and says, uh, excuse me, are we uh, having problems here? I split. I went out that swinging door so fast behind a lady 
with a great big shopping bag full of what looked like ham bones. I jumped out, and I'm out on the street. See, and my kid brother's in there. I hear this talk and all this yelling going on in there. Well, five minutes later, I'm back home and under the day bed. Absolutely clean, see, innocent. My mother says, where's uh, Randy? I thought you and Randy went downtown. I said, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, uh, I uh, came back uh, sooner. She said, well, where's Randy? I said, well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he was behind me when I, I came out. I don't know where he is. Uh, just then the phone rang. She says, what? He did what? Well, you just keep right there. I'll be right down. I don't have to. I will draw the curtain of, uh, of discretion over the ensuing scene. And my mother went down and bailed him out of the main office of the department store, paid for 75 candy bars. And uh, the scene that ensued when later she came home and said, you're older than he is. You're supposed to watch and see what he does. Have you ever gotten, have you ever gotten justice for something somebody else did? Yes, indeed. Hardly a one of us has not had that happen. So, uh, I've had a long history with machines, one kind or another. And you know one thing, I'm going to go back to that hotel, and I'm going to, I'm going to beat that machine. I'm going to get one of those spaghetti and meatball dinners out of there at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to sit there. <laughs> you see, that's the human mind. He wants to go back and beat it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's ever beaten a machine in his life. The best you can do is break even. That's the best. Nobody's beaten a machine ever. Yeah.